For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pursuit of Truth podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date, January 7th of 2023. This is going to be episode 128. It's going to be called the Kazarian Mafia. So yeah, so I hope, uh, hope you're all doing well. hope you're all safe and dry out there because it's pretty cold this uh, this winter here. So but yeah, today I'm going to go ahead and get into this Kazarian Mafia stuff because uh, a lot of times I always will say talk about the enemy, I say they, and the enemy, and I, a lot of times I don't give names, but we're going to take a deep dive into a lot of this uh, stuff, we're going to look at more of the occult stuff and things like that, so this is pretty much, uh, it's not going to be for everybody, really, but listen at your own risk, um, going to be some crazy stuff that's really going to be uh, talked about here, uh, and I'm going to try my best to explain it in a way that makes sense, and in a way that you can explain it to others. And uh, so, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So, you know, um, recap of the last episode I posted, 127, I talked about the Kazarian Mafia in uh, in passing. I talked about uh, them being there in Ukraine as their base of operations. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read an article to you. It comes from geopolitics.co. And I have some other stuff I was researching, and then you'll see some from some of my other uh, stuff I, ta- I talked about, some other occult episodes, especially the Astral World um, occult episodes. If you haven't heard those, go back and listen to those. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll make a quick reference to that uh, in the in this episode when I talk about Saturn, because Saturn has a little bit to do with this episode as well. But we're all gonna we're gonna connect all the dots, and then uh, we're gonna see where we go from there. All right, folks, so this article comes from geopolitics.co.co. Yeah, geopolitics.co. So it says, the hidden history of the incredibly evil Kazarian Mafia. Kazarian, Kazarian, it's either or. So it comes. it's uh, March 11th of 2015, right? And this, uh, this subsection in this website is called Covert Geopolitics. And you'll be able to recognize the website because you'll see in the top left corner, Julian Assange is holding a document that says United Nations and the Human Rights uh, Council. Uh, you'll see it in the top left corner of the top of the page. Um, so now it starts, it goes out like this. Okay, so Preston James and Mike Harris, they write this. They say, the curtain is now being pulled back to fully expose the Kazarian Mafia and its evil plan to infiltrate, tyrannize, the whole world and eradicate all Abrahamic religions and allow only their Babylonian Talmudism, also known as Luciferianism, Satanism, or ancient Baal worship. Um, Baal, excuse me, B-A-A-L, Baal worship. So, uh, yeah, so Babylonian Talmudism, uh, basically Luciferianism, Satanism, uh, you know, dark rituals, human sacrifice, sex trafficking, uh, things of that nature, and probably stuff way worse than that, uh, you know, rape, things like that. Um, so it says, the history of the Kazarians, especially, specifically the Kazarian Mafia, KM, we're going to call it Kazarian Mafia. Every time I say KM, that's going to be the Kazarian Mafia now. So the KM is the world's largest organized crime syndicate, and the Kazarian oligarchy morphed uh, into this by their deployment of Babylonian money magic, and it has been completely ex, uh, excised from the history book. So before I continue reading uh, this article... Uh, we're going to take a quick look at Babylonian money magic here, and I was uh, doing some research about it. So there's a gentleman uh, on Reddit 
uh, who talks about it. Uh, he has some other stuff too, and I was reading through some of his posts, and it gets crazy. We're gonna we're gonna get there in a little bit, but uh, bear with me. So his name is Light Maker Flex One. That's his, uh, his that's his handle. He posted this five years ago in in I think it was about 2018 or 2017 because um, Reddit doesn't have the all the super specific dates. So about 2018, 2017, he posted this. Um, he calls it Babylonian money magic, the secret power of how the deep state and how, excuse me, the secret power of the deep state and how to break free from the slave matrix. He says, he starts out, he goes, I wanted to make a post to demonstrate how the deep state controls the world through Babylonian money magic and debt-based slavery, which is a major leg of Babylonian money magic. He claims that money really started in Babylon. Um uh, doing my research, I found out that the first form of currency that we know of was the Mesopotamian shekel. Um, but people probably bartered with other stuff. I'm sure they bartered with other stuff before that. Um, so he says, um, he says, money's really started in Babylon. They ruined the entire country and everyone became debt slaves. Back then, they used to look at the king like an inspired god, so it was easy to fool people. They presented money as a useful tool, but it was more like a siphon that would allow the deep state to milk everyone of their money. The basic premise of this is that you have to make the people think that money makes their lives better, make them get used to it, and then vacuum that money all up. It is extremely easy to vacuum it all up when one is one is printing the money. The head of the deep state has always been the money the money printing bankers, and I don't I'm not gonna go, I'm not going into the money printing bankers. You already know about that, okay? You know about the money printing bankers. You know how it works, and the mandrake mechanism. You know about that, uh, how they print our money out of thin air. So he talks about Babylon being an idol worshiping hellhole with slaves, people sacrificing kids to Lucifer, and all kinds of sick. Stuff. He said the deep state had an entire game rigged in their favor and people were totally brainwashed. They always wish it was like this for us today, but we are way smarter in modern times and more aware. Babylon was so evil that it was overrun in a war. I, I believe it was taken over by the Persians. Uh, so they moved to Rome and convinced Julius Caesar to work with them and enslave the masses with debt slavery. Now, before I continue, that debt slavery sounds very eerily similar to what? Sounds very eerily similar to our central bank, the Federal Reserve, right? Because that's what they're doing to us. Uh, we're, we are debt slaves, okay? Whether you have credit card debt uh, of any kind, student loan debt of any kind, whether you have it or not, you are still a slave debt because there are, there's $30 trillion, 30-something trillion dollars of debt that we are in as a country. So you're part of this too. I don't care what you got. You could have, You could be the richest person ever. You don't you you don't got thirty trillion, okay? You don't you ain't got thirty trillion. So they go on and it says in exchange, Caesar would make a fortune. So pretty much uh, they went to Caesar, convinced him to work with them for the debt slavery. Caesar would be able to make a fortune, so he agreed with it. So Caesar was an egocentric piece of uh, s. He has s word like many politicians. So he, he so he easily agreed to uh, do the the debt slavery. Over time, Rome was completely bankrupted, and that is the reason it fell. They convinced the invading army to let them keep Rome. I believe the Persians uh, was, I believe that was Persians. I'm not totally sure. Um, they convinced the invading army to let them keep Rome, and Rome was used to spread Babylonian money magic and debt slavery worldwide. Before Babylon, the entire planet was in a phase called the Golden Age when nobody used money. He says the, this is the gist of it all. These bankers are basically the Kazarian Mafia. Their official title is called the Saturn Death Cult. Pause there for a second. Um, in my Astral World Travis Scott episodes, when I looked at the occult, you can go look at those episodes, right? I guess this is, this is, this is technically one of those episodes as well, the occult, because the word occult means hidden. So in that, um, one of the things that I talked about in that occult series was Saturn. Saturn being the Grim Reaper, having a scythe. Saturn being one to try and devour. Uh, Saturn was basically Cronus. Cronus, because all these gods go together. Greek, Egyptian, all this mythology, they all go together. They're all the same gods across the same pantheons, right? And we even have one in Catholicism, too, that I talked about, too, with all the saints. Like St. John, Marian, those are all those are all false gods. Those are all evil idols and stuff like that. Right. So with Saturn, Saturn was basically Cronus, Cronus, father of Zeus, 
you know, because um, a lot of people know the Greek mythology better. Um, so I'll, I'll just make the equivalencies here. So Saturn, Cronus, Cronus, pretty much they, they call themselves the Saturn Death Cult. They're the Cronus Death Cult. Saturn, Cronus, Cronus, Saturn and Cronus are the same things. Saturn is just the Roman version. Cronus is the Greek version. Zeus is the Greek. Jupiter is the uh, Roman. Now, so the Saturn Death Cult, Jupiter, excuse me, Saturn Death Cult, Cronus Death Cult. What did Saturn do? Saturn, Cronus, this guy with a scythe, obviously, he devout, he attempted to devour his children. Um, Travis Scott at his Astral World concert had the same, had a big mouth that you would walk into just to get into the um, into the uh, concert. And people died there at the concert, okay? Because it was like Saturn worship, and he had a lot of Saturn symbolism. I don't remember everything. You'd have to go back and listen to that. Um, I have sound bites of everything, and um, yeah, it's a Saturn death cult, and people died at that Travis Scott, Travis Scott concert um, where he was really making. Uh, he had a lot of Saturn and Cronus symbolism, so that that connects the dots there. Um, so they worship Saturn as part of their religion, and they sacrifice many people to Lucifer, including children, soldiers, civilians, and others. They are a cult. They aren't just rogue businessmen that ruin the world. They are a religious cult with the religion being Lucifer. They are deceived into thinking that Lucifer shall exalt them as slave masters, where each Kazarian gets 3,000 civilian slaves. To them, to them, to the Kazarians, they are the chosen people of Satan or Lucifer, just like the Jews believe they are the chosen people of God. We, they keep wondering why Lucifer doesn't show up and fulfill the process like we wonder Christ, why Christ hasn't returned yet. He says, I have dug into over 10,000 pages of research, plus I have read over 10,000 pages in college, over nine years studying business psychology. I know a little bit, but I am no way trying to brag. My only concern is a good future for us all. In my research, I have... Okay, well, okay, so he says... Sorry, he says the uh, the Luciferians have their evil book of secrets, just like we have our good book of secrets. He says that through digging, I found that Jesus has been waiting out the door for us to stop crying and start practicing the only two things that bring a utopia to the world, love and forgiveness. Well, I would uh, pause there. I would contradict that. Uh, I would argue against that and say you can love somebody, you can forgive people, and you can still be an evil person. Okay. Um. He, Okay, so I'm going to go scroll down because he keeps talking uh, about certain things. All right, so scrolling down, and uh, I found where he pretty much, he goes off on a tangent, but he ends his tangent, and so I'm going to pick up there. So he says, so this is the deep state. They created Babylonian money magic and debt-based slavery strictly to ruin the world by transferring all the wealth from the 99.9% to them. They do this for various reasons, not just money. They want to breed misery and suffering for all kinds of reasons, but one of them is to cripple humanity so that we cannot help ourselves or progress in life. Sounds like Satan, right? Uh, this way, we stay low and easily exploitable. The only reason we are piercing through their iron grip as we speak is because we are mentally evolving beyond their control. And God let us see the truth as well. That's what I would say. It's like if a man keeps pigs within a fence, the pigs want to be free, but they don't know how to be free. Eventually, the intelligence of the pigs evolves to the point where they realize they can just ram the fence, run off into the woods, and they will be free and happy. And we are doing this as humanity right now. It's not a matter of if, but when. This is why they are quickly trying to raise the level of tyranny with their attempts to start World War III to create the socialist Luciferian New World Order complete, complete with concentration camps, genocide of non-Luciferians, including atheists, 5G kill grid genocide to depopulate the world. Uh, sorry about that. I lost my place. Also, uh, legalize pedophilia and bestiality, sacrifice children to Lucifer openly, and all kinds of sickening things. Well, I would agree with that because they did that in Babylon, right? They just did that stuff uh, out in the open. Not the 5G stuff. That's tech stuff. But he's, he says, he goes on, he says, some of us here have been awake since 2016. It takes us many months um, 
He says, he says, he, he I'm quoting here, he, he says, it takes me, us many months of ass-busting work just to convince the sleepers that Hillary Rodham Clinton was a pedophile or that the deep state even exists. Later, the woke ones pushed the fact they worship Lucifer. Yes, the woke people, that's, that's, it's pretty much leads to Luciferianism. Keep in mind, we were laughed at, cussed at, cussed out, called names, and all kinds of stuff when we were opening people's eyes, but eventually they woke up and started listening to all that is simply but the truth, veiled in an incredible secrecy. Now that people believe the world is run by a Luciferian cult, the next step is to understand that Lucifer is the leader of the intergalactic deep state, but even Lucifer in its final days. Yes, I, I read that correctly. I don't That was weird, okay? He says, no matter what happens, just know that the story will end good for all of us. This is guaranteed, except if we do nothing. But I can see all the woke people are starting to get to work. The idea is to speed up the process so we can enjoy life. I won't go through all the Lucifer stuff here, but he goes through a uh, he actually provides a link to all that stuff. Okay, he says, let's get back to how Babylonian money magic works. He says, number one. The top of the deep state are banks because banks control the money printing machines. This means banks are infinitely wealthy. There is not a year that goes by where banks don't print a bunch of money for selfish reasons like to buy corporations, to bail out bankrupted banks, to bribe third world tyrants, to pocket uh, to pocket in their own accountants, to fund the drug trade, to fund child sa- trafficking and sex trafficking, to fund ISIS, which is the Israeli secret intelligence service, to fund gangs like Chicago, look, look at there, Baltimore, Maryland, look at that, and pretty much all kinds of very sick things. Banks literally own everything in the end. They are the secret weapon, excuse me, they are the secret behind every corporation, mafia, large gang, education centers, and pretty much all things related to power. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, who controls the banks? The Saturn Death Cult. The Saturn Death Cult is the official name of Earth's deep state. So now we can see why why banks are so utterly powerful. Not only do they control the money printing machines, but they also control our money because we deposit all of it into their banks. From there, they constantly have 95% in you to use to produce more wealth. You know how that works? They 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 lend out money that isn't even there, right? Um, you know how that works, the Mandrake mechanism. So not only so now we can see why banks are so utterly powerful. Not only do they control the money printing machines, but they also control our money. Because, oh, sorry, I read that. Okay, so he's he says from there they constantly have. Okay, sorry. Here's where we are. Okay, I apologize. He says they hand your money out in loans, invest in new businesses like Uber, buy Bitcoin or whatever they want. No matter what happens, they get richer and richer and richer while we all keep getting poorer. By the way, when they claim that the richest people are billionaires, that is a total lie. I spoke to a very rich man who told me that they have trillionaires, quadrillionaires, and beyond. Ultimately, the banks are the richest. Just the Rothschild family themselves own half the world. We have to share the other half, and the rest of the deep state hogged up most of the other half. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, he talks about how he met somebody. He's learned about quadrillionaires and everything like that. I haven't been able to verify anything like that. Um, but just a lot of the stuff you're going to have to take with a grain of salt, okay? Because um, the Fox News isn't telling you this. He says, for number two, lower level controllers of money are making a fortune. They always have. These are the people who rig the stock market to guarantee that they make money. They also get a cut of the money every time it goes from one country to another. And they have an infinite amount of other ways to play us for fools behind closed doors. When they print money to pocket it, they reduce the value of our dollar. Okay, and he goes on with that. I'm not going to get into that. And then he talks about taxes. Okay, I don't need to... The Mandrake mechanism, how it all works. We we know how all that works. I'm not going to go into any more of his uh, statement here. Okay, and he makes a very interesting point about uh, some other stuff, though. He says, his, his fourth point, he says, they create a lack of money, a serious lack of money in society for a few reasons. One, it keeps everyone busy, running menial jobs so that they don't have time to do things like matter, that to do things that matter like raising their kids properly and collaborating online to discuss, strat- to discuss strategies for the future, exercise or do jobs that matter like removing graffiti from our streets, figuring something out for the homeless, beautifying the city, etc. Instead, we stand like fools at Walmart, taking people's money only to hand it to the corporate slave masters who are controlled by the bankers. Do you see how it all works? You spend an entire 8 to 10 hours just standing there. 
and doing the same thing over and over and over again until you go crazy. How does this help our planet? I would much rather have you clean up the street of graffiti. All is he says, all a Walmart worker does is collect money for the deep state in exchange for people picking up overpriced products. And he keeps going on about how they have been pretty much manipulating all of our our or wood, natural resources, land, aluminum, plastics, metal, wood, oil, all of that stuff. He goes into that. He says in number five, he says, to further the damage, they no longer use corporations normally. A real hospital is totally different than what we see today. A real hospital is way more human and cheaper. The Rockefellers changed all that. They made hospitals expensive and barbaric. They hid all the cures. They make money they make more money that way. They even poison all the air, water, and atmosphere because it makes you see more doctors, meaning more money for them. This is another vacuum. They do this with so many things. They, they sell you addicting sugary BS all the time so you get addicted and unhealthy, meaning you buy more snacks and go to the doctor more. They run fake wars and they fund both sides. They just pretend the two presidents can't get along and they tell all the taxpayers to get that giant... To pay that gigantic bill to the corporations who create all the weapons, ammo, and gear. Dick Cheney made a effing killing out of the Iraq war. I think he is running Halliburton. Obama ran the heroin fields of Afghanistan where he imported, excuse me, where he imported all of it and all the kids got addicted to heroin in our neighborhoods through uh, plus through pharmaceuticals. George H.W. Bush, a.k.a. Poppy, because he's addicted to his own, he's he's addicted to his own heroin. Sorry, they said addicting. He's addicted to his own heroin. He is the leader of the world. They say Bush is the leader of the worldwide drug trade. I, wow, I, I doubt it, but it could be. It could happen. You know, he's part of the committee of three hundred. We had uh, the drug kingpin of the world as our president. He started in Texas in nineteen fifty seven with the CIA. What a joke. All these poor young drug addicts get all effed up for nothing. We blame, we all blame the drug addict, but I am showing you a vision of what's beneath the veil of illusion you are seeing in the world today. This is excuse me. This is just about the most transparent one can get as they will never give us transparency. Doing so would mean that they cannot conduct all kinds of evils which they do behind closed doors. We can beg all we want, but it'll never happen. They printed out all the money and stole whatever they could to buy everything on the world that they could, and they have weaponized all this stuff against us. Just the Rothschild family themselves own half the planet. When I tell people we need a max wage of maybe $25 million, they argue with me because they assume they will one day have more than that and they don't want any restrictions on their path to a billion dollars. Can you imagine how brainwashed Americans have become? And he keeps going on and on and on about stuff like that. Um, his sixth point, he says, when the population is desperate to survive, they loan money at high interest rates. This is where debt-based slavery comes in. Once you owe money to someone, you become their slaves. They are printing our own money at 13 cents per bill and loaning it to us at a high at high interest rates uh, so a $100 bill costs 13 cents to make, but they will loan it to us for $100 plus interest. Rothschild, a family, excuse me, a foreign British James Bond-like villain, owns the Federal Reserve. He's not even American. He just made up, excuse me, he just made a giant straw to suck up all the money out of America and put it in his bank accounts. Sure, he owns half the planet, but some people are ambitious, you know. That's the magic of opportunity. I'm only joking, but how many people do you know are so brainwashed that they think like this? That was confusing. I apologize on the last part. That was a little confusing. His little joke there. He goes on. He says, this is the general idea of how Babylonian money magic works. The house always wins and the people always lose. To create socialism in America, they not only, uh, excuse me, they not only important a lot of Nazi party members. That's not how you type English. He says they not only something a lot of the Nazi party members like John Podesta or Rod Rosenstein or even Merkel in Germany. Uh, John Podesta is one of those people that used to work with uh, Hillary on her campaign. Rod Rosenstein was the former um, deputy deputy attorney general under Donald Trump. Uh, Angela Merkel was uh, one of the uh, a former prime minister of Germany. And he says they have also been desperately trying to bankrupt America as fast as possible until we are standing in four hour lines for uh, for breakfast and soup. 
Once this happens, they will rig an emergency to suspend the Constitution, install socialism, open up concentration camps, and prepare for the, for the new world order with the Pope as the Antichrist. We are using this. Why are we using this system? Because we are brainwashed that with enough slave labor, we will become billionaires. It's all BS. The players never win in the casino. Only, only the casino wins. Nobody else. So, back to our original article. On covert geopolitics, they say the present-day Kasarian mafia knows that it cannot operate uh, or exist without without abject secrecy, and therefore has spent a lot of money having its history excised from history books in order to prevent citizens of the world from learning about its evil imagination that empowers its world. Excuse me, that empowers its world's largest organized crime cabal. So the writers of this article say that it has been exceedingly difficult to reconstruct this hidden secret history of the KM. So please excuse any minor inaccuracies or errors which are unintentional and are due to the difficulty in digging out the true history of Kazaria and its mafia. We have done the best we can to reconstruct it. They go on and say, It was Mike Harris that connected the dots and made the actual discovery of the presence of the Kazarian Mafia's secret history and blood oath to take revenge on Russia for helping Americans win the Revolutionary War and the Civil War, and their blood oath of revenge against America and Americans for winning these wars and sustaining their union. Now, to some people, this may not, this may not make sense, but it makes perfect sense. Why? It's because... The New World Order requires that, for it to be implemented, it requires that America not have a union anymore. That's the reasoning behind our southern border. Okay? Both borders, for that matter. That's the reason why they're pouring so many illegal aliens into the southern border. Okay? So that they want to mix our country with the rest of the world and create crime and turn our country into a third world country. It's on that, it's on that, we're on that track so far. Okay? That's why they do that, because they need America to be brought down like the rest of the world. Look at third world countries. Crime is rampant. Diseases and everything else. They want America to become that kind of place, that everyone is equal. Okay, And they will say things, and that's, that's part of the reason why Barack Obama went around the world basically bowing down to other nations, giving out our money, giving China our some of our bioweapons. Or some of the chemicals from our bioweapons uh, lab and selling it to him. And uh, I believe it was 2015 when he did it. Okay. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. America has to be, has to have, that's why our politicians want an open border. That's exactly why. Because you have terrorists who will come up. Not, not all the people who come through the border are terrorists, obviously. We all know that. I, I always say that, I generalize. Not every, not 100% of the people who come to that border are terrorists. Okay, I don't even know the percentage of people who come in that, who, who come over the border that are terrorists. I don't know. I don't know that percentage. Okay, but there are terrorists who will come through. Okay, and you have people who have such a low IQ will say things like, well, they'll they'll make out uh, just ridiculous assumptions against you if you say things if you say things like what I just said. People will make some people will make out ridiculous assumptions against you as if you don't like immigrants. I had somebody ask me, have you ever been to the border before? I looked at him in the face and said, I've been to Mexico and I've been to the border three times. I've been there. I've I've looked down. I've I've been to the border in Texas. I've I've looked down there. It's wide open. You can look at look at YouTube videos. The Rio Grande River, a lot in a lot of places it's wide open. You just go right across. But that's that's neither here nor there. You know that's there's no point in me going on further with that one. Okay? So yeah, basically that's 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 the that's the agenda behind the illegal immigration. But you you already knew that. You already knew that, but I needed to say it and show you that what's been going on is not an accident. Some people will believe, "Oh, this is an accident. This is this stuff is uh wasn't planned. And everything is planned." Okay? There's a reason for everything. Nothing there's there are no such things as coincidences. Here's a kicker. At the Syrian Conference on Combating Terror, Terrorism and Religious Extremism on December 1st of 2014, in his keynote address, Veterans Today senior editor and director Gordon Duff disclosed publicly for the first time ever that world terrorism is actually due to a large international organized crime syndicate associated with Israel. Now, 
This disclosure sent shockwaves at a conference and almost instantly around the world, as almost every world leader received reports of Gordon Duff's historical disclosure that day, some within minutes. This actually sent shockwaves from his historic speech in Damascus. It continued to reverberate around the world even to this day. And now, Gordon Duff has asked President Vladimir Putin to release Russian intel, which will expose about 300 traitors in the United States Congress for their serial, serious serial felonies and statutory espionage on behalf of the Kazarian Mafia against America and many Middle East nations. We now know that the KM is waging a secret war against America and Americans by using the false flag gladio-style terrorism and via illegal and unconstitutional Federal Reserve System, the IRS, the FBI, FEMA, Homeland Security, and the TSA. We know for certain that the KM was responsible for deploying an inside job gladio-style false flag attack on America on 9-11 of 2001 as well as the Murrah building bombing on April 19th of 1995. So now we have a history of the uh, the Kazarian Mafia from 180 uh, going on. All right. So in terms of this history, it says the hidden history of the incredibly evil Kazarian Mafia. 180 to 880. An incredibly evil society emerges in Kazaria. Kazarians developed into a large nation ruled by an evil king who had ancient Babylonian dark arts, uh, occult oligarchs serving, and occult oligarchs serving as his court. During this time, Kazarians became known to the surrounding countries as thieves, murderers, road bandits, and for assuming the identities of those travelers they murdered as a normal occupational practice and way of life. So they would pretty much kill them and assume their identity. Right? So in Kazaria, if you look at where Kazaria is located, it's located uh, roughly in the area of modern-day Ukraine, right? So the 880, the ultimatum is delivered by Russia and other surrounding nations. The leaders of surrounding nations, especially Russia, had so many years of complaints by their citizens that, as a group, they delivered an ultimatum to the Kazarian king. They sent a communique to the Kazarian king that he must choose one of the three Abrahamic religions first people and make it his official state religion and require all Kazarians to practice it and socialize all Kazarian children that practice faith. Remember when I told you that I, I was told, it was disclosed that this Kazarian mafia had something to do with Israel? Well, take a look at this. The Khazarian king was given a choice between Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. The Khazarian king chose Judaism and promised to stay within the requirements laid out by the surrounding confederacy of nations led by the Russian Tsar. Despite his agreement and promise, the Khazarian king and his inner circle of oligarchs kept practicing ancient Babylonian black magic, also known as secret Satanism. This secret Satanism involved cult ceremonies featuring child sacrifice after bleeding the children out, drinking their blood, and eating their hearts. The deep dark secret of the occult ceremonies was all that they were uh, was that they were all based on ancient Baal worship, also known as worship of the owl. And if we pause there, have you ever heard of Bohemian Grove? If you haven't heard of it, look it up. It's a place in I believe California where all the rich a lot of rich and powerful people uh, go up, go meet. And Alex Jones actually talked about this because he actually had footage of it um, or pictures and he talked about it. And there's also an owl. They worship the owl um, because uh, an owl is a symbol of Baal. Okay, the owl is like, like look at Drake, the rapper Drake, OVO, October's very own, his, his rapping company, it's an owl. Drake's part of some of this stuff as well. Okay. Now, they worship the owl. Take a look at the owl, specifically the great horned owl. The great horned owl preys upon what? The bald eagle. Now, you may say to yourself, but the bald eagle is bigger. But at night, the bald eagle makes its nest and hides in the trees. The owl sees better than the eagle at night. And the great horned owl comes and will knock the eagle off of their tree and kill them. And this is symbolic of the great horned owl being the Illuminati, Baal, the devil, coming and taking over America, knocking America off of its high horse onto the ground and killing it. That is what they want to do. 
Now, moving on. In order to fool the Confederacy of Nations led by Russia that were washing Kazaria, the Kazarian king melded these Luciferian black magic practices with Judaism and created a secret satanic hybrid religion, also known as Babylonian Talmudism. This was made the national religion of Kazaria and nurtured the same evil that Kazaria was known for before. Now, let's take a look at something in the Bible. He said that, now this thing right here, this article said that he mixed, the Kazarian king mixed Luciferian black magic, black magic practices with Judaism and created a satanic hybrid religion. Huh, where have we heard about hybrid religions before? Let's go ahead and take a, take a look at the Bible and turn to Revelation. Revelation chapter 13 verse 11. Quote, Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. Unquote. Actually, let's keep going. Verse twelve. It exercised all authority on behalf of the on the excuse me. It exercised all the authority of the first beast on its behalf, and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed. And it performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven in full view of the people, because of the signs it was given. Excuse me. Because of the signs it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast, it deceived the inhabitants of the earth. It ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. Unquote. Now, what I'm really getting at there is verse 11, Revelation 13, verse 11. Then I saw a second beast coming. Excuse me. Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. Look at that there. Two horns like a lamb, but spoke like a dragon. Okay. The lamb. The lamb is, the Bible talks about lamb, the lamb being the lamb, lamb of God, right? It's having two horns. I, in, in my opinion, in this, in this two horns, a lamb with two horns, I would think that because the lamb meaning the lamb of God meaning Jesus. Look at, if you look at the Pope, the Pope's hat says vicar of the son of God. The Pope is play, claiming to be the representation of Jesus, Okay. That's blas that's blasphemy. Okay. Two horns. Now the Pope, if the Pope, you know, obviously the Pope, Vicar of the Son of God, him being the pseudo lamb, the faux lamb here, and this Pope having two horns, well, that could be the Pope is Catholic, right? It could be the Catholic Pope mixing Catholicism with Luciferianism. It could be because the Kazarian Mafia, they're Luc they're Satanists. Who control the Catholic Church too? They control the Church as well. Okay, so the devil worshippers, why not mix the Catholicism with Satanism? What if it's already been mixed with Satanism and we just haven't known it? Okay, so let's go ahead and move back to our initial article. Now, the deep dark secrets of the occult ceremonies was that they were all. Okay, sorry, that was bell worship on the owl, and I told you about the owl. Okay. Now, this Babylonian Talmudism was made the national religion, and it nurtured the same evil that Kazaria was known for before. Sadly, the Kazarians continued their evil ways, robbing and murdering those from surrounding countries who traveled through Kazaria. Kazar the Kazarian robbers often attempted to assume their identities after they murdered these visitors and became masters of disguises and false identities, a practice they have continued even to this very day. Along with their child sacrifice occult ceremonies, which are actually ancient Baal worship. 1200 AD, Russia and the surrounding nations have had enough and they take action. About 1200 AD, the Russians led a group of nations surrounding Kazaria and invaded it in order to stop the Kazarian crimes against their people, which included kidnapping their young children and infants for, their, for blood sacrifice ceremonies to Baal. The Kazarian king and his inner court of criminals and murderers came to be known as the KM, the Kazarian Mafia, by their neighboring neighbors. The Kazarian leaders had a well-developed spy network through which they obtained prior warning and escaped Kazaria to European nations to the west. Taking their vast fortune with them in gold and silver, they lay low and regrouped while assuming new identities. In secret, they continued their satanic child blood sacrifice rituals and trusted Baal to give them the whole world and all of its riches as they claimed he had promised them as long as they kept bleeding out and sacrificed children and infants for him. Pause there. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles. When it talk, okay, that 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 right there, it talked about how they 
They trusted Baal to give them the whole world and all of its riches as he claimed to prom- as they claimed he had promised them. Well, let's look at something in the Bible that's also very similar to this. Let's look at the book, the book of Luke in the Bible. Luke 4, verses uh, 1 through 13. That's the area we're going to be in. Uh, it starts off like this. It says, it's the temptation of Jesus. It says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. Verse 5, And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, The devil said to Jesus in verse 6, It says, To you, I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, all of this will be yours. Unquote. And then verse 8, Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. So, I mean... If you're someone who is on the fence about this stuff and you don't believe the stuff that's being told to you, I mean, it correlates with the Bible. I mean, it all just matches up. I mean, come on. It all matches up. All right? So as long as these people keep bleeding out children and sacrificing them, you know, drinking their bloods, eating their hearts, they, they, they say that Satan will give them all the world and his riches and everything, right? The Kazarian king and his court mafia plotted eternal revenge against the Russians and the surrounding nations that invaded Kazaria and drove them from power. The Kazarian mafia invades England after being expelled for hundreds of years. So to accomplish their invasion, they hired Oliver Cromwell to murder King Charles I and make England safe for their banking magic again. This began the English Civil Wars, which raged for nearly a decade, resulting in the regicide of the royal family and hundreds of the genuine English nobility. This is how the city of London was set up as the banking capital of Europe and launched the beginning of the British Empire. You know, the city of London is within London, but not part of London. Just as Washington, D.C. is inside of the United States, but not part of the United States. Just as the Vatican is inside of, uh, the Vatican City is inside of Italy, but is not part of Italy. Okay? So the Khazari Mafia decides to infiltrate and hijack all world banking using Babylonian black magic, also known as Babylonian money magic, or the secret art of making money from nothing, also using the power of permit pernicious usury to accumulate interest. Excuse me. So the Khazari Mafia used their vast fortune to enter a new system of banking based on Babylonian black magic money magic that they claim to have learned from the evil spirits of Baal in return for their many child sacrifices to him. The Babylonian money magic involved the sub- substation of paper credit certificates for gold and silver deposits which allowed travelers to travel with their money in a form that offered easy replacement should they lose the certificates or have them stolen interesting how the very problem that was started by the Khazarians also had a solution provided by them eventually the Khazarian king and his small surrounding court infiltrated Germany with a group that chose the name the Bowers and how do you spell that it's B-A-U-E-R-S, the Bowers of Germany to represent them and carry on their Baal-powered system of evil. The Bowers of the Red Shield, which represent their secret blood-based child sacrifices, changed their name to Rothschild, meaning rock, child of the rock, Satan. Okay, so Satan is their rock, and they're, they're Rothschild meaning, meaning pretty much Satan's children, basically. So the Rothschilds, as the frontmen for the Kazarian Mafia, infiltrate and hijack the British banking and then hijack the whole nation of England. The Bauer Rothschild had five sons who infiltrated and took over European banking and the city of London's central banking system through various crafty covert operations, including a false report of Napoleon winning against the British when he actually lost. This allowed the Rothschilds to use fraud and deception to steal the wealth of English nobility and the landed gentry who had made business investments in the city of London banking institutions. 
Okay, Nathan Rothschild has a quote here. He says, I care not what puppet is placed upon the throne of England to rule the empire on which the sun never sets. The man who controls Britain's money supply controls the British empire, and I control the British money supply. Unquote. Nathan Rothschild said that. The Rothschild set up a private fiat banking system that specialized in making counterfeit money from nothing, changing pernicious usury for the British people using what would have been their own money. This was the black art of Babylonian, Babylonian money magic. They claimed uh, to insiders that such technology and secret money power was provided to them by Baal because of their frequent child bleeding out sacrifices and rituals to Baal. Once they hijacked and once they infiltrated and hijacked the British banking system, they interbred with the British royals and infiltrated the completely hijacked all of and excuse me and completely hijacked all of England and its major institutions. Some experts believe that the Rothschild genocide of the royal family members by staging secretly managed illicit and adulterous breedings with their own Khazarian men in order to replace the royals with their own pretenders to the throne. So interesting what they said about interbreeding with their British royal family. Let's let's open our Bibles to Genesis chapter six. It says wickedness in the world. Okay, so keep in the back of your mind that these people were interbreeding with the British royalty, right? In order to take over and usurp. There's nothing new under the sun. Watch this. So verse six says, "Quote: When human beings began to increase in number." On the earth and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married them, any of them that they chose. Now that excerpt from Genesis talks about how the Nephilim pretty much came to be. And the theory around it is that uh, angels pretty much took the forms of human and uh, had intercourse with human women. Right, that's the theory behind it. Um, obviously we don't know everything, but um, that's pretty much what was believed. Some people may or may not believe that. Um, it's a hard concept, Grass. Um, I would also point to in the book, uh, in the Bible, where Lot was going to leave the city, but Lot hadn't done, Lot hadn't left the city yet. And God was saying, God was telling Lot, like, hey, what's up? Hey, dude, you know, I'm, I'm going to get rid of the city. I'm going to, like, destroy the city, bro. Like, you need to get up out of here. And then Lot's like, all right, yo, if there's, like, ten good people here, can you just spare the city? God's like, all right, you know, cool. And then she lots like, all right, you know, you didn't find 10, but if you could find five people who are, you know, righteous and everything, don't destroy the city. God's like, all right, cool. So eventually it, go, it goes on pretty much just a bit. God doesn't find nobody. God's like, all right, you know, this got to go. I got to I got to I got to get rid of this right here, you know. And so one thing that happened right before before that, before the city was destroyed, before Lot left is that you had there were angels who went into Lot's house. And there was a lot of homosexuality going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. And in Sodom and Gomorrah, I don't, I don't know if Lot lived in Sodom or Gomorrah. I don't have it right in front of me. I don't know if Lot lived in Sodom or Gomorrah. It might have been Gomorrah. I'm not totally sure on that. But either way, it, that's, that's besides the point. But you have the angels that were that came to Lot and everything. They were in his house. And then a, lot of, a bunch of the homosexual men from the house were saying, hey, uh, those guys that came out, they, those guys that went into your house, send them outside so that we can have sex with them. And Lot's like, yo, I'll give you my daughter instead so you can have sex with her. But the, the, the guys were like, nah, bro, we, we're trying to get them dudes, bro. We're trying to get them dudes, you know. Um, they was out there searching for man's butt. You know, that's what they were doing. It is, it is what it is, you know. And so, but the thing is that, God eventually like destroyed that that city and everything. Okay, but that but my point is here like the angels angels taking the human form. Um, obviously, there's still a lot of like a lot of people like debate about what goes on there and everything like that. And everything's not totally clear to me. So I am not I'm not the authority on that. Like the Nephilim and everything, I am not the authority on that. But there are people who know a lot more about that than me. Okay, but when it comes to the Nephilim, my theory behind the Nephilim is that um, I. I do believe that the angels, that some the angels, the fallen angels, were, you know, mating with human women and had the Nephilim children and everything, and they were like huge people, right? Because they found long, huge skeletons. Talks about Goliath in the Bible. I think there were about, I think about five or four or five or six giants uh, totally in the Bible. I know one had like six toes and everything like that. And, um, but yeah, it's pretty much about. Um, my point here is how angels became uh, uh, taking the, taking the human form there. Okay. 
But my theory is that uh, Satan planned that so that he could uh, infiltrate because uh, God was going to obviously send a savior. Obviously, Genesis, Jesus, Jesus hadn't been born to Mary yet until the book of Matthew. Right. And so uh, I believe that that what the devil was trying to do was that he was trying to get some of his um, evil angels, his demons to mate with human women to um, corrupt the bloodline so that you couldn't have because you can't cast out Satan with Satan. Jesus said that Jesus said you can't cast out Satan with Satan, you know, so it's like if Satan was able to corrupt the bloodline, then Jesus wouldn't have been able to be born in that bloodline. Okay, that's basically my theory about it. And another thing that articles talks about how the Rothschild would, would, would replace people with their own people. That's what the United, the United States has been doing that for a long time. I talked about that a while ago. The United States would do regime change wars and uh, install somebody that's loyal to uh, the United States. Um, but in a bad way. Not in a good way. In a bad way. That Someone who's loyal to our evil criminals in Congress. Okay, Those criminals who are in the Capitol building. Now, okay, this article goes on and says the Khazari Mafia wages an international effort to eradicate kings who rule by the divine right of God Almighty. Because the KM claims to have a personal partnership with Baal because of their sacrifice to him. Notice that they have a personal relationship with Satan because of their evil sacrifice to him. And we have a personal relationship with Christ because of our obedience to him and our love for him and our faithfulness to him. Right. Because faith without works is dead. Right. So. It says, uh, article goes on and says, these, the Khazarian Mafia detests any kings who rule under the authority of God Almighty because most feel a responsibility to make sure their own people are protected from infiltrators and treasonous enemies within the gates. A la one Donald Trump, among other people, okay? Among other people. He's not the only one. He's among other people. In the 1600s, the Khazarian Mafia murder the British royals and substitute their own fakes. In the 1700s, they murder the French royals. Right before World War I, they assassinate uh, Austrian, Austrian Archduke uh, Franz Ferdinand to start World War I. In 1917, I told you about 1917, in January 1917, they, the Khazarian Mafia and the, assembled their army, the Bolsheviks, to infiltrate and hijack Russia, murder the Tsar and his family in cold blood, bayonet his favorite daughter through the chest, and steal all of the Russian gold, silver, art, and treasures. Right? Right before World War II, they murder the Austrian and German royals. They then get rid of the Chinese royals and disempower the Chinese ruler. All right, this is stuff you can look up. Right, the Gazarian Mafia's intense hatred of anyone who profess faith in God. Excuse me, the Gazarian Mafia, the Gazarian Mafia's intense hatred of of anyone who profess. Faith in God, but their God, Baal, has motivated them to murder kings and royalty and make sure they can never rule. Huh, it's funny. It says they're trying to make sure that kings and royalty can never rule, okay, and leaders can never rule. What was that? Well, isn't the House of Representatives trying to make it so that Trump can never run again? Ladies and gentlemen, I am not trying to promulgate any certain narrative about Donald Trump or anything like that or anybody else. It's just that. These are just the way the cards fall, okay? It just, there's no coincidences, okay? There's no such thing as a coincidence, okay? I'm just putting that out there because it, 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 it's similar, right? So, uh, it also says, okay, so the Xarim office intentionally hates of anyone who, you know, obviously bail. They try to make sure they that person that they hate can never rule. It says, the Khazarian Mafia has done this with American presidents running sophisticated covert operations to disempower them. It could be covert operations like what? Huh. It could be sleeper cells inside of your Department of Justice, Loretta Lynch, um, and people like that who have been making a mess of the whole thing. Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, that whole James Comey, uh, FBI, whole Russian dossier thing. That's one of them. The impeachment scandals, that's one of them. Ukraine, that's one of them. I mean, the news media, that's one of them. Where they spread lies and disinformation about you, that's one of them. Where they obstruct your policies. And even the people within your own party are shown to be fakes. They're shown to be evil. Shown to be part of this uniparty, this swamp that's in Washington, D.C. Right? So they've done it to American presidents too. A la one Ronald Reagan. All I want Donald Trump. All I want JFK. 
Okay? They murdered JFK. They tried to murder Reagan. They tried to get Trump too, but they, they haven't gotten Trump. Um, they, they haven't gotten, they didn't get Reagan. They tried though. So, if, if pretty much, if diluting their political potency is, if that doesn't work for the Kazarian Mafia, they will assassinate people like they did to President McKinley, President Lincoln, and President JFK. Because those guys were not going on, going along with what the Kazarian Mafia wanted, right? The KM wants to eliminate any strong rulers or elected officials who dare to resist their Babylonian money magic power or their covert power gained from their deployment of their human compromise network. That is the sex trafficking, human trafficking, and then the money magic, obviously the central bank, the Federal Reserve, the private Western Central Bank, the bankers, the Rothschild, the London Central Bankers, all that, okay? Now, the Rothschild, they actually created a an international narcotics trafficking on behalf of the Kazarian Mafia. Look at the border of Mexico, what's coming in, drugs, fentanyl, stuff, China, ships coming in into Mexico, Importing drugs. Those drugs are going up into our, our into our into the United States, north, into our border, right? And then our kids, our loved ones get addicted to this stuff, okay? Yeah, we can blame somebody for taking these drugs. I mean, I don't do drugs, but you know, I mean I'll say I'm a cop and I don't do drugs, but um some people, you know, we can we can sit here and say, Oh, we can blame people all you want, it's like, oh, you just you, it's your fault for doing the drug. That is part. That is that is that is valid. That is but we can we can blame somebody for doing something. But sometimes sometimes people are are born or brought up in a certain situation where that's all they know. They have no escape because that's all they know. That's where they're brought up in. That's all they that's all they that goes through their mind. That's all they know. They don't know anything else. They don't know that stability of not having to do drugs or anything like that. They don't know that stuff. So a lot of these people are just gonna do it because my friends do it. My parents do it. My family does it. So I'm just gonna do it too. And then it continues in the, that that life cycle. But if we stop the people who are even, because that's that's the one thing I learned about people from being a police officer is that I, I'm gonna be straight up with you guys. Ninety five percent of these people, ninety five percent of people don't have it together. Ninety five percent of people do not have it together. When you call me and I drive out there in my black and white, and I park my car, and I get out and everything, I start talking, like, I'm in control now, you call me to, because you obviously couldn't take control, so you called me, I'm here to take control, okay, uh, but that's beside the point, now, obviously, I talked, the, the international uh, narcotics trafficking, okay, the fentanyl, look at the fentanyl in our southern border, Kazari Mafia, Rothschild, it's all planned, that's why they want the border open, to to destroy us because it'll bring drugs and crime in and then it'll it'll bring in people who don't care about our american values how this is god and country how we love god and we love our country illegal immigrants not all but terrorists don't care about that terrorists will not care about a terrorist will not care about that so there are good people who are coming in through the southern border illegally there are good there are good people who are doing that that's a crime but there are good people, you know, good people do bad things all the time. There are good people who are doing that. But that is wrong. That is wrong. That's crime. And there are people waiting to get in the correct way. Okay? And that's how we, that is how we vet people and we stop terrorists from coming into our country. And that's one, one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons Barack Obama uh, took the hammer and scorecard um, away from the, uh, using it at the border because it kept terrorists out of the country. It was able to scan and keep terrorists out of the country. So Obama took that. And uh, use it something for something else, because he's okay with the um, uh, legal border crossings. Um, even though they called him deporter in chief, they, he deported a lot. He did deport a lot of people. He did. He did deport a lot of people, but they would come right back. Okay, he would just deport them again instead of building up something to keep them from coming back. He would just deport them over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and then that would uh, run up uh, the cost um, for us, our tax dollars, and everything like that. So it says the Rothschilds then covertly ran the British Empire and created an evil plan to recover the vast amount of gold and silver the British had been paying to China for its high-quality silk and spices that were unavailable anywhere else on the planet. Okay, get this. The Rothschilds, through their international spy work network, had heard of Turkish opium and its habit-forming characteristics. The KM, the Rothschilds, 
uh, developed a covert operation to buy Turkish opium and sell it in China, infecting millions with a bad opium habit that brought back gold and silver into the Rothschild's coffers, but not to the British people. And that's exactly what's been happening with the drug trade here in America. Um, they're making money off that drug trade, and we're not getting, we're not, that money's not helping anybody. It's not helping anybody. It all, all it does is, is incentivize drug dealers and uh, drug mules to continue doing what they're doing. The opium addictions created by Rothschild's opium sales to China harmed China so much that China went to war on two occasions to stop it. These wars were known as the Boxer Rebellions or the Opium Wars. Right? The money the Rothschilds gained from the sale of opium was so vast that they became even more addicted to the easy money than the opiates or than the opiate addicts were to the opium. So these folks were more addicted to that fast money than the drug addicts were to the drugs. Uh, if you have actually dealt with drug addicts, that's pretty crazy. Now, the Rothschilds were funding the source behind the establishment of the American colonies by incorporating, incorporating the Hudson Bay Company and other trading companies to exploit the new world of the Americas. It was the Rothschilds who ordered the mass extermination and genocide of the indigenous people of North America to allow for the exploitation of the vast natural resources of the continent. The Rothschilds also followed the same business template in the Caribbean and in the Asian subcontinent of India, resulting in the murder of millions of innocent people. The Rothschilds start the international slave trade and enterprise that viewed these kidnapped humans as mere animals, a view that the Khazarians would impose on all the people of the world who were not part of their evil circle, which some called the, quote, old black nobility, unquote. So they are called the old black nobility. They're not black folks. They ain't black. Oh, I doubt they're black folks. Uh, there's the old black nobility. Black meaning dark, dark, ritual, uh, satanic nobility, right? In that sense. The Rothschild's next big project was to start the World War slave trade, buying slaves from crooked tribal chiefs in Africa who worked with them to kidnap members of competing tribes for sale as slaves. Okay? So this defeats that whole narrative that white people came on horsebacks and just rounded all the poor black Africans up with ropes and lassos, okay? This is really what happened, all right? Follow the money. This is, you, you pay people money to give you slaves, right? The Rothschild slave traders then took these kidnapped slaves on their ships in cramped cells to America and the Caribbean where they were sold. Many died at sea due to bad conditions. The Rothschild bankers learned early on that war was a great way to double their money in a short time by lending money to both warring sides. I talked about this, funding both sides. But in order to be guaranteed collections, they had to get taxation laws passed, which could be used to force payment. Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is I'm laying it out for you. OK, this is why we are in Ukraine. The alliance trying to destroy this Kazarian mafia. This is why the public, the masses have no idea. Ladies and gentlemen. You are learning things that less than 2% of the population know this stuff. Most people don't know this stuff. Most people don't know about, when I say most people don't know about this stuff, I say most people don't know about how in-depth we're going. Most people don't dig this deep. All most people know is there's a secret society. There are secret societies that control the world and do evil, bad things that we can't see. But most people will go through their lives not even caring about stuff like this. And it's so, that's so crazy to me. I always wanted to know everything. I, always, I would, when I pray, I would tell God, like, I want to know everything. I want to know what has been going on on this planet the entire time. And we have those resources to look at this stuff. We have the Bible who tells us what happened since the beginning. And then from the time Jesus died, I mean, excuse me, from the time from the time after the Bible's over um, to now, we actually have documents of this history. We have access to all this information. We can go back and look at this stuff. There are people who before us who researched this stuff and put it in books for us to f figure this stuff out. This information has been given to us. But the thing is that the elites, the Committee of 300, the Kazarian Mafia, 
They give us phones and tablets and all this stuff to distract us away from what really matters. They give us two different uh, two different opposing political sides to make us fight each other instead of them. Okay. Most people just don't know this stuff. Most people will complain, hey, I hate the Democrats, or I hate Trump, or I hate, I don't like Joe Biden. But the thing is that, folks, we're not arguing Republican versus Democrat. We haven't done that in a long time. We're not doing that. What we're arguing is that, you know, when people say, oh, look at all this racism and everything like that. Okay, they say that. Well, we say, well, let's look at the root cause behind it. Where do you think it's coming from? Racism is not a natural thing. I'm not going to go on a tangent, okay? But basically, you pretty much want to show them where the evil's really coming from. Show them, point them the way to the enemy. Because one thing I've noticed is that when Trump was Trump's presidency, obviously the de facto military presidency, it showed us all the truth. A lot of us woke up during the Trump presidency. A lot of people woke up. A lot of people on the right woke up. Some people on the left too, right? But then when Trump left office... Obviously, the people on the right got scared. The people on the left rejoiced and got happy. And so but what Trump did was obviously, you know, give us a good economy and things like that. Go He went against the black money magic and they hate him for it. And so when he did that and then he left office, Joe Biden comes in, reinstalls, you know, the money magic and everything like that. You know, and people are starting to see people see it was it's getting worse. It wasn't this bad when Trump was here. Anybody can say that. It wasn't this bad when Trump was in there. You know? And so the because of that, the left, look at their country. They don't like Joe Biden either. They have become furious. And the thing is that the, they've been trying to blame everything on Trump and everything like that. But it's the Uniparty in Washington, D.C. Republicans and Democrats are the same. They're the same thing. They're all rats. Okay? They all are. They're all scum. All those politicians, they're scum. All 500 of them, scum. Okay? I don't care about you. I don't care about your families. But some of these people, some of your friends and family, think that these politicians do care about them. We are animals to these politicians. We are disgusting to them. We are ants to them. Okay? I got an example of this. Now, obviously, you know, I, I, I do not work. I'm a police officer. I do not work for the California Highway Patrol. I don't work for that. But I know I know people who work for the CHP, California Highway I know people who work for that, right? And so I was talking with uh, a friend of mine, Pedro. He's a CHP officer. And he talked about how one time he he saw a homeless person go into the Capitol building. I live in Sacramento area. I live in the greater Sacramento area, right? And I was downtown, and he was telling me about how a homeless person made their found their way into the Capitol, right? And they had to escort the homeless person out. But he was telling me that these politicians were just so disgusted that a member of the public was in there, that they just saw him as like an like a, like a flea or something like that, right? And it's totally crazy how they could just, you know, the 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 same policies that they made. They 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 they're the reason for the homelessness and everything and they want to get mad at somebody homeless for trying to find shelter in their place, right? But yeah, all right. So, I mean, I've gone on about 8 minutes longer than usual. And so I'm not done with this, um but I will publish it so you can listen to it. Um I'll have this published. You guys will hear it. Everything. Um, so when, when I my next episode, I when I when I do episode one twenty nine, I'm gonna continue on with this history, but I'm gonna talk about how the Kazarian Mafia, Rothschild, private fiat, <laughs> counterfeit bankers plot an eternal revenge against the American colonists and Russia who assisted them for uh, winning uh, for for losing the Revolutionary War. Okay. So when I come back, uh, my next episode, I will get to that. But thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you so much. And uh, God bless and be safe, okay?